0: Hi, everyone. I'm Drew Whitman. Coming up on Buckscast Alumni, a conversation with our new head of school, Marcel Gauthier. We'll find out his initial thoughts of Charlotte Country Day since starting here in July. We'll also talk about the importance of alumni connections and the power of story. Stick around. My conversation with Marcel is coming your way soon.
1: As we put at the forefront the importance of um, diversity and inclusivity in our community at the school, that people also understand that it's not at the sacrifice of other uh, dimensions of the school life. You know, we are still an academic institution.
2: Welcome to BucksCast alumni with Drew Whitman. Coach Whitman, as many of us students call him, is head of the football program here at Charlotte Country Day School. He also graduated from Charlotte Country Day in 2006, and now he's the director of alumni relations at the school. Coach Whitman has been described as a person who lives and breathes green and gold as an alum an educator, and a varsity football coach. Now, here's your host, Drew Whitman.
0: It's pretty appropriate that today's guest is our new head of school, Marcel Gauthier. He joined us here in July as our 12th head of school in our history. So welcome, Marcel. Thanks, Drew. Before we get into your background, I think everybody, including myself, are all interested um, to hear about your first thoughts uh, as you
1: kind of got the ball rolling here uh, at your new school. Well, I would say probably Country Day community is one of the most tight-knit communities as a school that I've ever encountered. Um, I have truly not encountered a school where so many people – Um, have actually a history at the school, and that history sort of spans generations, right? Teachers who have had students here, we have trustees who've had grandchildren come to school here, folks who will end one role and then play another so they can stay connected to Country Day. And so there's something about the sort of heart of Country Day that holds people here and holds them together. And I would say one of the, the strongest feelings I have here is that sense of togetherness, that being part of Country Day matters, yeah. and, it, and it spans multiple generations from, from students to, to alumni. I actually met uh, a trustee who graduated in 1964 and was telling me about his children and his grandchildren at the school and sort of when they only had ninth grade oh, um, as your graduating class. That's great. As you may have
0: known, I'm a graduate of 2006, and so to your previous point of generations, uh, I am one of them. My my uh, my mother and father. We moved here in 1990. As my dad took over as a football coach, and this has been home for me. So I am one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister in law, my nephew, and I mean, we're all we're we're all here. Um, and so, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that because it does matter, and 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 that growth too. We want to bring others to enjoy what country has to offer as well. Um, but, you know, if you want to dive in a little bit deeper about yeah. maybe some of the examples of some good things
1: being done that you notice right off the bat. Sure. So one, I would say, you know, when I say it's a tight-knit community, I also mean it's an inspired community. Mm. So one of the things I see being done is when we say we have a mission, we look for ways to give substance to that mission. Mm. Um, whether it's how we run athletics, how we welcome our parents at the start of the year. Um, the idea that when students come to school, um, they love to come to school. You know, the idea that as I walk in and I welcome them in the morning, um, I look at kids and, and I can just see the smile on their faces. And the way they are here and move to their classrooms as if they own the school themselves. I go, to me, that's beautiful. Um, I would say just the the connection of parents and the support of multiple events at the school the parent association here is pretty remarkable and how they support both celebrations, activities, classrooms, divisions. um, That's remarkable. Um, I would also sort of argue that from top down, Um, the way the school is governed with a really, really effective and self-aware and intentional board of trustees all the way down in partnership with the school. That's been very clear to me already. Um, the, I will say I've never seen a school that has so much going on all the time. And so one thing I say is it's, it's a day of celebration every day here. There's always something to go see where you get to see students either performing or meeting and dialoguing on a crucial topic or involved in a sporting event. And so really, if you wanted, it, it's like uh, I could be sort of moving around the school every day all the time and see exciting things. And that's what you want a school to be.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's kind of uh, take a trip back. And, you know, we know you have served as the head of school at the Shanghai American School uh, just before coming here. What are some of the challenges you faced at your previous school?
1: Well, I say, you know, in the last two and a half years, every school has faced a challenge of COVID. And what that meant was you went from uh, planning events with predictability to every plan being a contingency plan. And having to spend an extraordinary amount of time, first of all, just replanning everything. Mm. Second was just the idea that we had to rediscover and relearn how to teach uh, online. The, um, you know, so I would argue that in some ways we had a very similar set of challenges the country day had during COVID, and the separation, the fragmentation, the being away from school, such that this year here, you can feel the energy of mm. being able to be back on campus. Um, other challenges, I would say, are just the challenges of being an international educator. We hired uh, teachers from all over the world. Uh, we supported them in Shanghai. We were guests of China. Mm. Uh, and what that means is you, you're, you're balancing uh, being an American school. And teaching in an American way with a sensitivity and understanding of what's okay in a country like China if we're going to remain guests. And so that's an, an ongoing challenge but an opportunity you have to embrace as a head of school. Um, you know, my my own personal challenge with, with covid uh, in the last two and a half years, it was very difficult to leave and get back to China because of their policies to protect. And so that left me more or less sort of locked in uh, for a couple of years. And so it really is wonderful to be back in the country and, and to be here at Country Day. But, uh, you know, very similar school with a very similar mission. Mm. And that is the same as this uh, inspired sense of mission, inspired teachers, really dynamic kids, a 100 things happening. And a real desire to do justice to every kid and to give them, you know, a chance to find out who they are and give expression to it. And that's the same.
0: That's awesome. Well, I think as a head of school, I, I know communities love to hear the, the journey to get to that, to the leadership role. And so could you kind of dive into some highlights of your career in education as you, as you made, uh, made your way through your career?
1: Sure. Well, I began as a teacher and a coach in 1987. And it was my first job was in Brentwood school in Los Angeles. And I was a middle school and upper school English teacher. I also taught French and I coached three seasons. Uh, and I was uh, primarily a track country, track, uh, track and cross country coach. Uh, as that is uh, my background. I was a distance runner through high school and college. And, you know, when I was there already and my fourth year there, uh, the head of school asked me to sort of create a whole new program for seniors and, and in fact I was in charge of a group of administrators and teachers as a department chair who was 25 years old. Um, that was a unique experience, but it already sort of had me realize that I had, uh, perhaps a talent and a taste for leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, My next job was at the Potomac School in over eight years. Um, You know, I was a teacher and a coach there. I was department chair, but they also asked me to run their accreditation. I was their first all-school curriculum coordinator, and I can tell you that the four principals weren't excited to be forced by some random person to sit in the same room and make sure that uh, they were all on the same page. But uh, for me, it was just this realization that I loved matching really important ideas with how you organize people and how you do justice to people in your care as you do that and make change and positive change. And that led me to become a principal. And my first job as a principal was at Spartanburg Day School. Uh, I was there for six years and so moved from Washington, D.C., Uh, down to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and essentially learned there what does it mean to run a division? Uh, How do you take care of teachers? How do you take care of high school kids? Um, And what does it mean to be really part of a tight-knit community and to lead in that way? And uh, from there, um, I wanted to explore the West, and so I took my family out to Salt Lake City and was an assistant head of school. And that gave me a broader understanding of all that makes a school tick. I was in charge of academics, you know, pre-K through 12, uh, all that happened with faculty, faculty culture, work with the board and things like that. And uh, from there, it really was um, looking at headships at a certain point in time. And I was looking around the world, and it was Shanghai that sort of caught me, uh, and I thought, why not do an adventure and and do some learning out there? And so it's why I sort of traveled to Shanghai. It was both an opportunity to be ahead of school, but also to have to look at the world through a different lens Mm. and, and dabble in international education, not simply private education. How do you see your past experiences?
0: helping you at this school, especially after a pandemic, like you referred to some racial unrest and economic pictures that look somewhat uncertain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what, what does that experience kind of get you? Um, uh, how does it help you kind of approach it now?
1: Well, so you know, one of the things I would say it's, it's nice to be an experienced head of school mm. you know, as, as opposed to stepping in for the first time, you know, it, when you're doing your first headship, there's a lot of learning about running all components of a school. So one is, is an experience out of school, having experienced crisis management through time, um, change management, um, building culture. Uh, all of that has just been part of my own experience and learning through the time. And so I'm able to bring that learning to Country Day. Um, we were an American school. Uh, in Shanghai. And one of the great challenges was with a very strong Western population of teachers and a group of students who would ultimately be heading to the U.S., um, how do you balance the understanding of what you're seeing in the United States uh, when, when, as we address questions of diversity, um, questions you know, from a distance You're watching Black Lives Matter, Asian hate, um, these issues that were occurring in the States, but you're watching from a distance. So it was really the experience of trying to build our own culture and commitment, but also do so with a parent body, many of whom didn't understand that because we had a strong Chinese heritage population. And many didn't understand what was happening in the U.S. So how do you build that learning while you're actually trying to make your school a better place going forward? And so, I, you know, the there's a lot of learning and trying to move a community at a time of crisis when people are looking for sometimes very simple answers. Um, and my own inclination is always to honor um, the diversity and complexity of a community and realize you need to find those strong, long-term, sustainable answers so you build your culture forward. Um, you know, Short-term answers are helpful, but my own experience is you really got to unite a community and build the long-term answers and commit to them over time.
2: Listening to Bugcast alumni
0: with host Drew Whitman. Let's talk about something close to my heart as an alum. And that is our alumni here at Country Day. Uh, two parts to this. What do you believe is the role of
1: alumni at a school? There are multiple roles <laughs> for alumni at a school. Uh, you know, I would say the first of all our role as a school is to make sure we continue to engage alumni going forward so that when people leave Country Day, they still feel like um, their lives are enhanced by Country Day, even as they go to college and then they go into grad school and then they go to work, that they're excited by what's happening. So we have a responsibility to engage and continue to share the life of Country Day with them. The second, I would say, is the opportunity that alumni have to give back to Country Day as they grow more experienced, as they find careers. One is just the incredible experience they can bring um, in terms of their own expertise, whether they decide to bring their own families, become trustees, whether they come and do uh, workshops with students and in basic professions, um, whether they work with us in task forces they become the, because they have a special level of expertise and, and they know the school. And, and of course, there's a whole dimension of philanthropy itself. You know, We are a school that that really thrives and relies on the generosity of our community to allow us to not only offer a strong program, but to ensure um, that we have the foundations to offer a great program mm-hmm. and to plan ahead in that context. And so one of the important roles, of course, is we engage alumni going forward, is to continue to think about Country Day as a place they want to invest for the next Generation going forward,
0: and, and building on that, as you as you have met so many people uh, and learned, probably in that conversation, that they are alums. Um, what are you gathering, and what do you think they're looking for in a school like ours, as they, like you mentioned, reinvest in their child's education as they received as well?
1: Well, I think you know. On one hand, I've heard a lot of folks. Um, it, it's that dynamic between tradition. Mm. Wanting to retain the spirit of tradition in the school, what held it together for them, but also holds it together forever with an openness to understand that the world changes and that we have to be innovative and we have to do justice to what we learn. And so I think it's that, that carrying forward that invitation to both get better as a school in multiple dimensions and support getting better for their own kids and to make sure that we continue to prepare kids for the world of which they will be a part. And I think our parents, all parents, are deeply committed not only to their experience of their child is strong now, but that we're providing the education that looks to the future Mm -hmm. and thinks about the world these kids are entering into. And, you know, the folks I've talked to, they really are true to mission. They want our kids not just to participate and thrive, but to carry into the world a sense of responsibility, to change it for the better. And their assumption is the experience your kids will have here at Country Day will prepare them to do so. Um, And I think that's part of the spirit of Country Day. Absolutely.
0: I believe our producer, Tiana Miller, sitting right here, has some questions to ask um, if she can fire off a couple. Sure. Go ahead, Tiana.
2: Um, hi. So I wanted to ask, as we start to get back to normal after COVID, what are your hopes for the students at Charlotte Country Day?
1: Well, the theme that we've used uh, for this year as is, is I've met with the, the leaders here at school is inspired normalcy. So what it means is, first of all, um, we want the kids to have a normal year. And by normal, all the things that they would love to do in the year and would hope to do and not curtailed. Uh, by variables. That doesn't mean we don't have to be resilient and we may have to be, but really, first, I want everyone to have a normal year. But second, I want it to be a year informed by what we've learned about COVID, how important it is to be together, Um, what we've learned about well-being and supporting students in a time when, you know, maybe their last few years have been full of questions and they're looking at the world that at times can seem quite polarized. And, you know, how do we make sure this year is a year where they feel this is their home and country day remains our home to grow individually and also to come together and grow as a community. I think third, what I would ask is is this is a year um, where the students themselves um, as we think about, discovering who they are and giving expression to who they are, feel that that invitation everywhere they go is there from their teachers, from the school to put on the table, their passions and find that support and connection that allows them to give expression to that as we go through the year. So on one hand, I want this to be a normal year for everyone sort of country day. Um, but I also want this to be a year where um, we bring our best thinking to the table and our best game so that students themselves um, really do thrive going forward.
2: That's amazing. So um, diversity, equity, and belonging continues to be at the forefront of Country Day. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the concerns you're hearing from our community about what needs to be done in this area as we move forward?
1: Well, I, I think that I'm hearing both opportunities and, and concerns. So, you know, the opportunities are to continue to grow in relation to the goals we've set for ourselves, in relation to Um, DEIB. And those goals have been set not only at the administrative level, but they've been set at the board level as well. And the board has transparently communicated to the community sort of where we are and where we need to grow. So one of the first things I'd state is we need to continue to put those goals in the forefront and then make concrete plans to achieve them. How do we achieve these goals? How do we measure success? Um, The second thing I'd say is we need to be um, prioritized. Um, there's so much that we can work on, but what's important is to set goals that, that you can measure as well yeah. and build very concrete and transparent plans to get there. I do think one of the things that is important is, as we put at the forefront, the importance of, um, diversity and inclusivity in our community to school, that people also understand that it's not at the sacrifice of other uh, dimensions of the school life. You know, we are still an academic institution, um, We still care very deeply uh, about our students' academic achievement going forward. Um, They're not two separate things. It's the kind of learning community we're creating. So I think, you know, one of the opportunities for us going forward is making sure that people understand that the efforts in DEIB are not separate. They are part of our own learning community. They're part of our own learning as a community going forward. And in academics, we remain just as important as they were before. So I think it's just uh, some opportunity for us to make sure that people understand that um, we don't trade one set of values and goals for another. We continue to grow and get better as a community on all fronts. Um, I think like as in the nation. Um, there are certain disagreements and tensions that come forward. My goal going forward is that we build a way to have those transparent discussions and openness. So that there's a community we can continue to move forward and unite rather than divide around some of those key issues.
2: Thank you so much. Sure.
0: Before we wrap up, I do want to just ask a fun question for all, you know, everyone from Charlotte living in Charlotte or no Charlotte is as you get settled in, um, what are some of your impressions of, of Charlotte? And, you know, any, uh, I know you're a food guy, right? He like like food. You like to cook. Mm-hmm. Any, any uh, restaurants or anything, anything <laughs> unique about Charlotte that that has sparked your interest so far?
1: Well, one thing I have to say is I haven't had a whole lot of time so far Shocking, to, huh? to explore <laughs> a lot of Charlotte. And my, my focus has really been really learning the school and getting to every event I can. And um, the, you know, my, Some of the funny impressions for me I've learned, Charlotte, is you can drive on one road for about 20 minutes and it changes names six times. Um, So you're never on the same road twice even as you drive. That's one area. The second thing I've learned about Charlotte in my short time is you pick and choose when you get in your car and you drive somewhere because you know there will be certain times of day where it will take you five times longer to get there. Uh, So have an alternate route. But I've also heard – um, I've had a lot of recommendations for restaurants uh in Charlotte. And so I have already this huge running list. I'm I'm a foodie and I love um, you know, to be frank, my favorite are those true authentic, you know, sort of ethnic food places that, that are grounded, whether it's you no know, it could be foreign, it could be local, but those places it really are sort of down home. Uh, simple and really sort of, um, sort of almost family-owned type businesses. So those are the places I love to explore, and I need time to explore going forward. I'm also a cook, uh, so I still have to learn where I can find food. Like where am I going to find the ingredients for you know Thai food or Vietnamese food or things like that? So I've gotten a few recommendations there as well.
0: That's really cool. Really cool. Well, we really appreciate uh, you coming on, Marcel, and joining us for the Bucks Cast alumni as our special guest. And we're excited to to have this as our kickoff podcast. And there's no better person to have on here. And um, as the twelfth head of school, we just wish you the best of luck uh, in this new
1: position. And uh, we look forward to what lies ahead. Well, Drew, you know I really appreciate being here. Really honored to be the first you know podcast of the year. And uh, I can't wait for further conversations going forward. Thank awesome. You. Thank you.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Tiana Miller, producer of Buckscast Alumni with Drew Whitman. And Drew really has a vision for this podcast as the new director of Alumni Relations here at Country Day. So before we wrap up our very first podcast, I want Drew to tell you more about his hopes for this monthly podcast.
0: Thank you, Tiana. Uh, It really is. uh, I'm really excited about this podcast. And Uh, As I jump into this position, I have found uh, that there are two things that I feel strongly about, and that's the power of story and the value of connection. Sharing stories and value in the connection that we have as alumni, whether it's alumni with alumni our former faculty and staff or uh, our current students. Uh, But the brain is wired for story and uh, the heart is wired for connection. And I'm excited to uh, share this with everybody and to, and continue to engage our alumni uh, community uh, near and far, whether it's in the reunion, whether it's in this homecoming this Friday, there is value in being here in person and to see our new campus, to see the young people on this campus, the new teachers, the old teachers. Uh, I think the invitation is my job and making it magnetic is what's going to make it a success.
2: So how can alumni get in touch with you?
0: There are several different ways, but um, the easiest ones is, is either my personal email, drew.whitman at charlottecountryday.org or alumni relations at charlottecountryday.org. Um, those are the two best, and, and you can also find that information on our website, charlottecountryday.org website. And in the top right, the alumni tab, you can find anything and everything, including this podcast, there. Thank you
2: so much for all you do for our school and our football program. I look forward to cheering for your team during our homecoming game this Friday. And that wraps up this edition of Bugs Cast Alumni with your host, Drew Whitman.
0: We hope to see you guys uh, this Friday at homecoming for our activities. Uh, we are honoring the 1982, 1997, and the 2002 state championship teams, along with all of you alumni that are able to make it back. Hope to see you there.
2: And don't forget to get in touch with Mr. Whitman at drew.whitman at org. On our
0: next podcast, everyone, we sit down with an incredible alum from 2011. Uh, Miss Mira Clark spoke to our seniors at convocation this year. And we sit down with this woman who's been recognized as one of Forbes 30 under 30. So stay tuned. And
2: until next time, we'll see you around Charlotte Country Day School.